Welcome to the Crack Den Comedy Club! <laughs> On tonight's show, we have Porrick Williams, Jim Melius, Searsha Smith, David McSavage, and Sharon Mannion. Hey, and whilst Eddie's coming to us live from the Edinburgh Fringe via Zoom, we talk about the phantom joke thief lover in Eddie's show and racist artificial intelligence. Welcome to the Crack Den. Welcome. Uh, this is week two of Eddie zooming over from the Edinburgh Fringe. And how's it going over there? It is going well. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty exhausted, as you always are at the fringe but uh shows are going great solo shows getting really nice crowds in and and, Matt, and then there's a compilation late at night which get a lot of drunk people which is uh, very annoying <laughs> some sometimes the audiences are are slightly more sober and very nice sometimes when? sometimes man just <laughs> just like it's 1 a.m every night 1 a.m uh yeah. so it's so, super late so we just if get they people were sober, in. aren't you more concerned as sober people at 1am seeing a show? You're like, what What are you playing at? And what's your, you know, that's it's like Insomniacs, Insomniacs Anonymous or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, meetup group. But... Yeah, Insomniacs meetup group. 2.30am <laughs> in the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll go see some comedy. <laughs> what the fuck else are we going to do? Yeah, uh, cinemas are shut. Everything's closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard Eddie Malarkey is doing comedy. It's 1 a.m. Finally, Uh, a show we can watch in our time frame. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Insomniacs would have a terrible diet. You know what I mean? There's no quinoa salad at 3 a.m. you can buy. Do you know? It's like Mm. just kebabs and chips and burgers. Well, Damo, if you have a home, you can get this thing called a fridge where you Uh, put food into. I don't want to be cooking. I don't want to spend my sleepless nights over over a stove. Well, Damo, if you have a home, you can cook earlier in the day oh, and put that food put into in the, the fridge. fridge oh, whatever. All right. That's Tupperware. Okay, fair enough. And then you bring the Tupperware to the cemetery and you're sorted. <laughs> Any insomniacs listening, Tupperware is the key. Cook early. Top, top tip for insomniacs this week. Uh, Tupperty Tupper your wear to the cemetery. Tupperware. Bring your Tupperware to pasta, to Eddie Malarkey's gigs. 1 a.m. So I don't know. Night. I don't know what insomniacs are coming. I, you know, a lot. Most of the gigs have been great crack, but some of them are just like drunken people shouting at you, and you're like, ah, I didn't sign up for this. Oh, do you're... tell more detail. I want to hear about that. What was the worst one of them so far? I say so far. Um, there will be more. Well, I'll tell you about the good one. Okay. First, yeah. Start uh, there was we did one gig. It was the 1 a.m. show on a Saturday last week. It was great. Absolutely, the pack. The room was packed. And, uh, 150, was, isn't it? 150 people? Yeah, it was pretty much, actually pretty much full. And um, there was uh, this this Russian dude in the front row. Oh, here we go. Again with the with Russian an, bashing. With an Italian accent. So I couldn't make the fuck out. I was Hang like, on. so where are you from? And he what? goes, I am from Russia. That's kind of a half Russian, half Italian. I just couldn't. What? I, that's, just, you know, that's just a terrible accent. I couldn't figure out. What, I was like, wait, you sound Italian. And he was like, yes. And I was like, yes, yeah, tell me, what, how are you Italian? He goes, uh, I uh, grew up in Italy. And then I, and then he said he lived in Switzerland and now he's been in Russia for like 20 something years. He was a theater director. And I was asking him, oh, you're, you direct plays in Russia. And I was like, how much propaganda is in your plays? Like how much do the government step in? And they're like, more propaganda. Yeah. And he and he's like, no propaganda. Never <laughs> propaganda. <laughs> he got really My serious scripts. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh and he told us about the play he was doing. He got really animated. He stood up to the audience of 150 and like described the play for like a minute. I was like, holy fuck, this guy's taking over the show. But uh Anyway, it turns out we figured out later on, because everyone hates like Russia at the minute mm. uh, for for their invasion, not for other things. Yeah, usually artists and to... people in the arts, play directors, playwrights, that kind of thing. Not huge on war, unless yeah. you play about war. Exactly. Later. So he <clears throat> he kept it ambiguous at first. He just said he's from Russia, and then I I kept like going back to him because he was he was a fun character, and then he uh, turns out like towards the end of the show 
he revealed that he has kind of escaped Russia, essentially. Like, he's not going back. He had to flee. Wow. Because he's an artist. He was probably, he seemed, he wasn't for the war. He was speaking out against it. And, um, wow. and uh, was I telling you last week about the flyer from Russia that yeah. I got? Yeah. Yeah. I've met two Russians while I'm here who seem to have fled Russia Amazing. because of the war. Um, and I took advantage of one of them, but uh, the actually both one for the show and one for flyering. Um, no, I gave them both an opportunity to express themselves. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, I was in Russia years back for a rowing competition, the World University Championships, and uh, we had to pay. I so I paid money for the visa, and then I had to pay. There was like this surprise hundred euro fee that the embassy said we had to pay like a week before we traveled there. Like, and if you don't pay this, you won't be able to get on the plane. We we're like, what? We paid our visa. We got a stamp already. Yeah. I was like, there's no way this is legit. This is the, some person in the Irish embassy being like, give me another hundred off of like 10 Irish heads. But um, and then we get there and it was the weirdest thing. Actually, I had uh, my bag that I was using at the time. So it was like a training bag. I hadn't used it in a while because I have like a separate training bag. And I, I forgot I had left oranges in the training bag. Uh-oh. And I went home to see in my Australia, parents. that'll like, get you killed in the border security, not oranges. Yeah. They don't like fruit. <laughs> the old airport security. <laughs> like this, we, we have our own fruit in Australia. Go back to yeah, you. You're there trying to shove oranges up your ass. Goes through the airport security in Russia. Somehow gets through Irish security very easily. Good old Irish security. They don't care about rotten fruit leaving uh, the country. Yeah. So it gets to Russia. The orange is so gone off at this point. It's just a white ball. Oh, yeah. Like, you fluff. know, like... That moldy, fluff. fluffy stuff. Moldy fluff. But it starts... It, can I, it goes green at first, and then it goes white. Mm. Is that... Yep. I was like 19 when this happened. I have, I'm an um, expert at molding hygiene- fruit and veg. <laughs> <laughs> I know more about that than cooking. And uh, and the, the, some like Russian, they're so serious, man. They're wearing the full Soviet getup, like the hats, the fucking old suits, and they that you would you could never get a smile out of these people in in the airport. And they took me. One guy took me aside, and he goes, uh, points at the bag. He was like, "Open." And I was like, "Oh shit! What did I do now?" And, um, Did you remember about the oranges? Like, no, 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 no. I was like opening all the different pockets. It was fine. And then he was like, no, no, no. And he pointed there to the bag. I opened it. And there was just a white ball. And he was like, what is this? And I was like, I'm trying to signal like like it's an apple or an orange. I'm like, mmm, <laughs> <laughs> rubbing your tummy. Mmm, try, try. You, tr- not- you eat now, eat now. Did he say you must eat. You eat. No, he just, then in. he just like he just went from like threatening security guard to disgusted security guard very quickly. You Irish disgust me. Uh, I like uh, you know some people like uh, soft bananas. You know some people like it when they're not green. They like yellow. Yeah, most people like it when it's, they're not green. Demo. Yeah, Most no. people- oh man, I don't, apparently it's very healthy to eat them when they're green. The skin's green. But ah, that's I don't disgusting. Like, I don't like it when there's. Yeah, exactly. I would rather the skin black and it's soft inside. You could be like that with oranges. That's probably what they think. <laughs> yeah, I, wait I don't until need. I like- wait until they're whites. I don't need oranges. I eat green and whites. <laughs> I wait until they're like ground down into antibiotics yeah you know? it's not annoying a vitamin c but... tablet like you know like you get the vitamin c tablet they're nearly white you put them in a pint of water and they fizz up that's probably what they do to make them they just leave oranges for months they just shrivel right down to a white yeah. disc of fluff <laughs> yeah and then he, did, um... did he have to do anything or touch it or take it out of the bag no i i i took it out of the bag and threw it in the bin and our rowing coach was so disgusted with me as well. He was just looking over, like I'm holding the whole team up for a security oh, check yeah. for a rotten orange. He's just like, I can, I look over in the corner, he's just shaking his head going, for fuck's sake, Eddie. And I was like, ah, you know, you forget some oranges in your bag. It happens to everyone. Happens um, to the best of us. And then from that day forth, he was known as Eddie Rotten Oranges Malaki. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have much of a ring to it, no. but uh, it'll work. Do they, give I, you, um, do they give you a shtick for it for the whole time you were there? Ah, yeah, the the rowers did, but the 
coach uh, kind of soured us a little bit. He uh, quit. Sour. He quit a month later from the team. Probably so. from that. He's like these from filthy bastards. It was the final thing that really got him. I was wearing him down for months. I was like, we'll get this guy out. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and you were rowing against the Russians while you were there? We were, uh, yeah, there was a Russian team in the How was category. That? How was that? It was funny. They were like, we bet them. Yeah, we did that's what we wanted to hear. <laughs> um, but they were like, we were like, we weren't that big a team in terms of like size. Uh, we weren't that, we weren't small, but like we weren't like some teams like, the Germans are always like six foot seven, four lads, just four giants. Yeah. And, um, they, you know, and a few other countries, but the Russians, they were huge lads, but they were like tanks. Like rowers are typically like lean, not that like they're muscly, but they're not like bodybuilders. You know, they're more like a mix between a, a runner and whatever. But these lads were stacked like the muscles. They all look like bodybuilders that they found on the street and threw them into a boat. <laughs> and like their rowing style was, their technique was a, it was not good. They weren't experienced. So just punching so like, the water with their fists. They you were smacking the oars. The oars were just ramming into the water, splashing everywhere. But they were, they weren't, they weren't, they were still pretty fast. Like they were, in, they were very, very fit. But I just remember seeing them making. They were like hoorah as they row, like hoorah, like absolutely tearing their oars asunder and um i was like i don't know if i want to chat to these guys after the after the race did you give them a but, handshake uh, afterwards when you we did a course we did a course oh, yeah fair enough i just pictured them all as zangief at a street fighter you know zangief yeah, that's, he, he was russian that, that's a good uh description four zangiefs just rowing after malaki <laughs> 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 i smell it with oranges <laughs> um well, I've got a story for you today Oh, hello. Edinburgh Fringe. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, I love a Fringe story. So there's a guy came to my show three times, three days in a row. And on the third day, he had a notepad out. He was sitting on a table and uh, he was writing notes for the whole show. So for like, just before the ending, I said to him, um, well, it's good. We've got someone transcribing the show for legal purposes. Uh, and then I, I was like, what's going on, man? What, are you writing down the show or something? And uh, he was like, oh, no, I'm a reviewer. And I was huh? like, oh, okay, right. Well, uh, let's open a tab on the bar. Get this man a drink on me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> get him sloshed. The writing's get him sloshed. slurry. Oh, great yeah, night. Yeah. But uh, so then afterwards, uh, he, he came up to me after the show and said uh oh I, I thought it was great oh yeah absolutely blah 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 telling me how much he liked it and then i was like oh thanks for coming man what who do you write for and he said he he writes for the scotsman and then he said oh but this review is for glasgow live and i was like glasgow I live. smell a rat yeah i smell a rat glasgow live that was fucking that was one of those like online publications that's like a blog do, yeah two stories about fucking a granny who lost her cat like that kind of local like that's life magazine yeah yeah <laughs> take a like break these guys they're not doing fringe they're not doing reviews of comedians at edinburgh fringe so anyway i was like ah that sounds fishy man and uh so i i got his <laughs> i was like suspicious but like still kind of like positive about it I was like, oh maybe it's a nice review who the fuck knows um, but then I kept thinking, like, why did he come three times? A reviewer's never going to come three times to a show. Nah, nah. They're not going to be like, hmm, I like, I, I'm not sure. Maybe I should see it one more time. They're busy, you know? man. And you're supposed to do it the, fir to the first round you go and write the review. You don't do it in hindsight or in yeah, this and that. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was, I, yeah, we, I smelled a rat. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I better get his Facebook details. Yes. So I started chatting to him. And then I show, like, up, oh, man. show up where he works three times in a row. <laughs> Write some notes and steal his accounting material. Uh, but he, yeah, he said, uh, he got his Facebook details. And yeah, I'm thinking maybe I should. Uh, so I have, a, I sent him a message. We've messaged back and forth a little bit. Really? He told me the review would be out the next day. This is now three days on. So there is no review. No, like there is definitely no review. I checked Glasgow Live. They have no reviews of Edinburgh Fringe shows. I checked this guy's name. He's never reviewed a thing, but I have his Facebook. I've messaged him a couple of times and he's messaged me back. And so I've established a little rapport 
Yeah. I'm not going to mention, I'm thinking he, he, he said he's, uh, he'd be up for meeting for a pint again. I'm thinking maybe, maybe face to face and just wean it out of him. Be very like, just like tell casual. us the truth, bro. You don't yeah. review anything. No one reviews. And look, you must be busy. Why did he come see the same show three times instead of three different shows, man? You're a busy guy. You're a reviewer, well, right? You the call question then is, call what, why did he write three pages of stuff throughout my show? And what, are, down what, my is on those, what are on those three pages? Yeah, what is on them? I don't know what's on them. He, he, is he writing down my jokes? Because I've heard stories about people coming to other people's shows and stealing their jokes. Yeah, but you're and, okay because uh, you've got, already got your jokes either on on this podcast or on telly. <laughs> I, know, I thought you were going to say, you're okay, Eddie. Your jokes are terrible. Your no jokes are good. Yeah. Um, you haven't got anything worth it. Yeah. Well, but it is true. No, people are taking... Well, like, no, because I got a lot of new material for this show that is, hasn't been on the podcast or on Or did he seem like... Did he seem like he wanted a piece of your action? As in, was he... You know, does he want to go out he, on a date with you or something? He, he did say he was a gay man, but he said he has a boyfriend and he, he has a boyfriend from Northern Ireland already. So, Well, if you believe um, the old Glasgow Live thing, then... Of <laughs> <laughs> um, course he doesn't have a boyfriend. No, but he like, his, nah, he just wants to go out. Yeah, but like, Demo, like three pages of notes, writing frantically throughout the whole show he was writing. Like he didn't stop. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not a way to pick up someone. It's like probably, surely... It's probably po love poetry. <laughs> That's what I would I say. I don't know, man. If he fa Some like people... the only thing that would make sense is if he fancied you, and he got he just wanted to look at you for another hour. There's no other explanation. No, there is. There is. He's stealing, Think he's about stealing it. My jokes. So he's you fancy someone? No, he could have. He could have stole your jokes the second time round. Goes, this is a good show with good jokes. Second time round. Third time round, he's like, ah, uh, I need an excuse to see this guy. I know. I'll say I'm a reviewer. Comedians love that stuff. Yeah. Either way, nah. you don't go bareface nah. lying to someone. I don't think he's after saying, your jokes. I think he's after your pee pee and scrotum. That's what I think. Uh, you know what? I'll sooner <laughs> give him my pee pee and scrotum than my jokes. He can have that. Take my scrot. Stretch it all you like. You're not stretching out my jokes to someone else's. Do what you want to my scrot. My jokes are protected. They're all I have. Um, scrot, not jokes. I might make that to a t shirt just to wear. Yeah. Take my scrot, <laughs> not my jokes. Everyone's out, like, you know, when that becomes, and this happens a lot when comedians go, man, there's too many people stealing jokes, and there becomes a, a chant, there's a protest of during Edinburgh Fringe. Take my scrot, not my jokes. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we find out, so that we might hopefully we'll find out, go for a pint with them, and you'll see. Yeah, yeah. At, there, I've at got, some I've point, got... it'll rub your leg, I'm telling you. There is a plan in action. But I don't want to reveal everything this week. You, we'll, we'll find out soon. Next week, uh, there will be more info on this. Mm -hmm. And I hope he's not. I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast now, and he looks like finds it all out and the plan is ruined. Doesn't matter. This will get like this will go out in a couple of days. So you've still got a couple of days between. When we were Another part now. of me was like, kind of thinking, you know what? If he does steal the jokes, and then I've got his details, and I meet him and whatever, and he was using the jokes to sell to someone else or whatever it is I'm like great next year I'll have a full show for Edinburgh about called, him uh, Jimmy Jupe I'm not going to say his name Jimmy stole my jokes and like yes. name and shame I've got yes. I've screenshotted all of our messages and his and his like Facebook stuff because I was like what is going on here I'm this doing some good. investigations and I will find out what the fuck's going on you sound a but bit like, like uh, Liam Neeson there. I will. Find I do. And I will. I have a very yeah. specific set of skills. That dick jokes, um, and he better not steal them. <laughs> <laughs> I won't save your daughter, but I will make her laugh. Um, <laughs> That's good, man. I'm glad you got. Yeah, definitely made up for a pint. That if he instigated that, didn't he? So do it. Be like, yeah. In between. Yeah, it's all good. I'm playing it very cool, and um. You'll find out next week what yeah, happens with the joke thief. Great. Or the man who loved me. We'll we'll find out which you call it that, the man who loved me. Go James Bond about it. The man mm. who loved me. Did he did, uh, he did he did he tip you at the end with his people? Uh, he no, did on the first show. He did tip me on the first show. Cool. But uh 
He came up for the second show. I was like, yeah, I didn't mind if he yeah, didn't tip. Yeah. And the third show was just bizarre. Yeah. Is he a Scottish lad? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is good. Yeah. We're narrowing it down. <laughs> <laughs> to four million. Four million um, people was one of them. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah. We probably should play some uh, comedians for the, some clips. Oh, yeah. Clips. 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 We got some great clips today. Uh, we'll start off with Pork Williams. Um, it's come and gone, the summer, but it lasted a few days, and uh, Irish people were very happy about it. We saw the sun, you could feel it. And uh, here's Pork Williams talking about that. Well, it's good to be here tonight. I, uh, I can see why he's came to a comedy club. That air conditioning is fucking lovely, man. I mean, <laughs> I, that's the only reason why I would have came as well, to be honest with you. It was, I'd say that's what was on the flyer. It was just nothing about comedy, just air conditioning. And everyone went, I'll go to that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the heat has been mad. I, mean, I think there, two weeks ago, they were like, uh, there was, they reported it in the news, because we get proud when it's hot in Ireland, you know what I mean? We get very proud when it's hot in Ireland. We, we put up, uh, they were in the news, it was like, Ireland is officially hotter than Spain. And uh, Spain didn't even know they were competing. <laughs> but it is totally down to the climate change. This is all down to the climate change. And you can kind of see it across the world. Typhoons in the Philippines, fucking California burning to the ground, and Ireland, 10 days of sun. <laughs> Great, you know? Fan, I would let that happen every year in the Philippines. <laughs> and California, you know, just so I could drink cans in the canal on the Sunday. I would. Porek, well, yes. Great stuff. Nice. Great stuff. Have you done any compilations, Eddie, in the Fringe? There's always like these wacky compilation shows of um, comedians tell jokes about lemurs for an hour or whatever. I've done, yeah, I've done two different game shows. One of them was called It's uh, Not My Audience, and you have to pick a challenge. So one of them is like do an impression, give a guided meditation, and then a couple of others. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to double up and do two challenges at once. I'm going to give an impression and do a meditation. Oh, here we go. And, uh, <laughs> and I did, a, I did an impression it. of uh, a recovering IRA volunteer and did a meditation in that voice of like, um, ye are on a beach. The tide <laughs> is rising. The water lops around your knees and then quickly up to your hips. The water is now at your neck level. Ye are in danger. <laughs> ye have to leave this beach quick. Thank you for listening to Guided <laughs> Meditations. <laughs> and he put music on and all. It was, it was very fun. Wicked. Um, oh, that, sounds like, yeah, that sounds like a good one. That sounds like a good one. I was thinking I should probably throw that into the show. It would be a good like, break up the show, just like, throw on some meditation music and be like, I'm going to do a meditation to break up the show again. And uh, just do yeah. that. One of, your, that. one of your guided meditation dudes, uh, you could link that in. Yeah, that'll yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. So uh, That's that good. was good crack. And then I did another dating compilation show where they just bring, I was just like set. I just had to come on and do a set and uh, about dating. And right. then the, the audience... Uh, do some game show thing afterwards. It's grand. Called Bumble Me Tinders. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bumble Me Tinders. The amount of compilation shows, it's so funny. Like there's there's a set list where they give you a set list while you're on stage and then there's a Hate and Live. You've done, you've done that one, eh? Where you... I did Hate and Live last year. That was great fun. I, I must try to do that again this year. That's Send funny. And then uh, there's Spank where you have to get naked and there's bloody... Um, <laughs> and then there's a one oh, comedy in the dark there's no light so you just got to do it all in the dark and then I did another one sort of similar to that but you could see but there was a black cloth and just a little slit in it and you had to just stick your head through so all the audience sees just plain black background and then your head pops out like a e. oh, and nice. then it's just a you just afloat it. It's like a glory hole comedy and just stick your head through. I don't even know what it's called, but that would be a good name for it. And uh, so you couldn't use your hands or whatever to describe what you're talking about. That would be that would be one next year, glory hole comedy, where you actually just, you put your penis through a hole and, and tell your, your set. Your penis is your set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Penis or a boob or whatever you have sticks in and that's your set. Uh, There's so yeah. many themed, so many themed shows. I saw a couple of great shows. Oh, did you hear about that guy, Jerry Sadovitz, who got cancelled here? 
Oh, the magician comedian from Scotland. Uh, I actually Jerry don't even Saddles? know what. He's pretty controversial character in general. He's always been. Con- <laughs> it was controversial like years ago. It's like he wears a top yeah. hat and all that. So it looks like yeah. the Slash, you know, Slash from yes. Guns N' Roses. Sort of that sort of image, but a, like a, a mad magician, mad Scottish. If magician. the Slash was Scottish and drank even more than yeah. he did, yeah, yeah. Uh, imagine that. That's what Jerry Sadovitz is. But got, um, got the vibe I mean, of the uh, got the vibe of the the the, the child kidnapper. What they call that guy from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang that s- steals kids in cages? I'm not saying that's yeah. what he does, but he's sort of like, he could play that role if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. very funny, man. But what happened? He got cancelled. I, I I actually never met the guy, but uh, he yeah. So there was a few different things that I, I keep hearing different reasons why his show was cancelled. You probably first probably one all, I heard probably all correct. <laughs> yeah. So for the, apparently it was the actual staff. I think it was in the Pleasance, the staff who complained, who uh, who got him cancelled. So a bunch of the staff complained to the higher ups, and uh, yeah, because about him in real life, about him in real life, not no the show about the show, other show. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So they were like the ushers watching the show and whoever else. And uh, but apparently the audience enjoyed it. So like, shut up, ushers! It's not your job to complain. It's not up to the staff to cancel someone. No, it's, it's for not the for audience. them. Get fucked. But, uh, people paying in to see Jerry. And I worked, I've worked in a good few theaters ushering. I had to watch, I were, used to work in the Borgosh Theater. I had to, I had to watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang about for 30 times. And I just mentioned Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and you're just talking about Chitty Chitty Bang That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, sorry. I'm mixing this up. Mary Poppins. I had to watch oh, the yeah, musical of Mary go. Poppins. Similar. Uh, years back. And like 30 times. I would have happily cancelled those fuckers a hundred <laughs> times over. But it's not my job to go being like, look, this Mary Poppins is highly offensive. And, oh yeah, so Jerry Sadovitz. Oh yeah. Apparently what happened, the first thing I heard was he took his dick out on stage. Oh, classic. And they weren't happy about that. He was well, a long show. Like, should have done Glory Hole Comedy, Jerry. Save it for that. Should have done Eddie's new show, Glory Hole Comedy. But I saw another show the other day in called Blunderland Circus. Very fun very good show and it was like circus performers doing cool shit but there was one performance where it was the most out there performance they wheeled a toilet on stage and there was a lady sitting on the toilet with a bottle of whiskey looking kind of passed out and it was like you know like a little performance bit about like someone who's just passed out in a public toilet and then she wakes up and they've got music and stuff and she's naked naked like she, so she takes her underwear off and you see her vag out right and then she starts like, she's like putting her finger in her vag, and then she goes, "Oh!" And she takes a condom out of her vag. This is all part of the show. Like this isn't something I just chanced upon, <laughs> or just and then she... <laughs> or something where she's like, oh, "Oh, that's gonna ruin the play if they see that." Yeah, <laughs> that's not yeah, part that of the piece. Wardrobe, um, wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> no, then she starts doing wacky shit with the condom, and that was that was the most out there thing I've seen at the festival, right? Uh, it was a performance art piece. It's a fringe. But say, fringe. say if someone pulled a condom out of their penis now, would, would that, is that different? That would be medically coma inducing. Yeah. I would be very worried. Yeah, but, pretty bad. So then when I heard that he, that Jerry Sadovitz got cancelled for taking his dick out, I was like, hold on. Ah, the amount like, of dicks I've seen in an fringe show, many. Every second show, it's it's a hack now, taking your dick out. Yeah, that, it, that's what they should be complaining about. Seen it. Yeah, Seen yeah, it already. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, you're right. Like, it's 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 theatre, it's art. Like, there's nudity popping out left, right, and centre. There's the puppetry yeah. of the penis, for heaven's sakes. And then, so then uh, my friend Beth so Killick heard... did, like, like knockers out. Or, like, she did a show where they just they played with their tits for low fun now. <laughs> did puppet man. shows with them. It's, like, it's theatre, man. Comedians are absolute. We're whores, whores for an audience. We'll do anything to try and get a few more heads in the room. And if they hear that, <laughs> he oh, she gets her tits out. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you hear that, oh, she gets her tits out for the whole show. He gets his dick out. If it sells an extra 10 tickets, we'll be like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, but You're up. Anyway, then I heard... Uh, I He's heard, on the bench tonight. You're in, penis. Yeah. So, I heard that uh, it wasn't just that. Apparently, there's a quote from it that is going around from the show. He said, um, you know, Rishi Sunak... Uh, who the guy who's running for Tory leadership at the minute? No, he um, 
yeah so he's uh i'm not actually sure where his like family are from i think he's uh let me guess he put his willy out and he goes there's the new poop person that's running for t- tory leadership yeah, yeah. that would be very fun he's a he's an asian man right so uh of, of ethnic ethnically and Uh-oh. is this a racist he, joke so then uh yeah so 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 jerry sadovitz joke was oh yeah rishi sunak he's the he's the person who the tories he's, he's running for the tories he's a person who the tories would call a packy and so uh, you know the joke is always not the best joke ever but it's being like having to go at the tories for um their own possible racism yeah. i don't know i'm not getting involved with the joke so i'm not i'm not that's not what's my going joke. around what he said that's what's going around that he called the guy who's running for prime minister a packy but he didn't the joke was that he was saying the Tories would call him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like he's being misquoted um as well. By so the Ushers, probably. By the Ushers, the goddamn Ushers. Um look, I'm not I'm not trying to defend anything, but it's not worth getting cancelled for. So does that mean when you're cancelled, right? You hear about this a lot, but does that mean so his show's no longer on and he's not allowed to do no one what? He's not like he's yeah, he's the yeah, presence, presence cancelled. He he's only, the, 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 you know, the funniest thing is he only had three shows to do. So he did one of them and the ushers were like, no, no, I don't like this. And he got canceled. And then, uh, man, so this now, publicity, he'd be able to, like, the publicity, pick another, man, pick another venue. It was, it was on the BBC. It was on oh, GB news. Brilliant. That old, that, uh, that brilliant station, GB news, oh, uh, that put, put the best, uh, the best yeah. of the best news. He could do the no, Edinburgh playhouse now. He could do anything. Yeah, he's the the publicity Twitter has exploded with this stuff. So uh he's he's gonna have probably a sellout he's national made tour. He's made it. He's made it. So now I'm just like, what will I call Rishi Sunak when I take my dick out? <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Great. That is big news. Yeah. yeah, there you go. They're canceling people. Left, right, and center. That's the first one to get cancelled. Gotcha. That does sound like a misquote, but anyway. Who knows? Who knows? So the players are canceling, eh? Uh, well, okay, mm. let's see if we can get another comedian cancelled by playing a clip of theirs when they're racist. Um, no, I won't. <laughs> Jim Elliott, he's from America, and uh, uh, he's dissing people in the audience, um, not from race, but because uh, they there's like a group of people, uh, American, German, stuff like that, and they, they previously mentioned to me when I was hosting that they worked at Google. And uh, he was sort of digging into him about that. So here's Jim Elliott. Who's Google over here? It's the it's the multicultural table. I got it. The fucking United Nations over here. Um, <laughs> God forbid Google hire an Irish person. No, fuck them. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I may have applied for a couple of jobs there. Never got one. <laughs> I do. I have I have a, I have a day job. Who's who's in analytics? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Good for you. Fuck these guys, I right? Why are you? Where, uh, yeah, you didn't get it, did you? Where are you from? California. Oh, that's why. Fuck you. Anybody from California applies to Google, they automatically get thrown in the bin because the Google Ireland office is like, well, if he was any good, he'd apply in California. (laughs) I don't know why he felt the need to move to the country with no railway before he was like, maybe I can sneak in on a boat or some shit. Um, But anyway, so where do you work? Adele. 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 You don't work. I don't. I applied for Google. You don't have a job at all? I'm studying. You're studying? Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Analytics. Analytics, studying analytics. All right, well, I'm, I'm doing the job that you might someday have. I'm in, I'm in analytics at a tech company. Don't worry, it sucks. Um, <laughs> I would very much like to quit my job. <laughs> Hence me humiliating myself up here. So if anybody's dad works at Netflix, let's go. California, what do you got? What about you two in the middle? How long you been at your current job? Whatever job it is. How much? Eight months. Okay, you're still in the honeymoon phase. You're like, hey, free cereal. <laughs> Doesn't matter that they're ruining my life, but all right. What about yourself? How long have you been there? Same year. Same, sorry? Nine months. Okay, so you guys are all new there. Well, good for you. So you're not even looking forward to the part, because the, what's the best part of any job? It's quitting. It's quitting. It is. In fact, the best, the very best part of any job is after you quit, but before your last day, 
That is the honeymoon period. You think you're in the honeymoon period right now? Do you know how good that cereal is gonna taste after you hand in your notice, but before your last day? When everyone's like following up the emails, like, as per my previous email, are you gonna do that work for me? And you're like, nope. <laughs> Better find somebody else to do that shit, man. I'm on my way out the door. Which is why I think that Boris Johnson must be having the time of his life right now. He quit his job two months ago. He's still prime minister. That must be great. Just watching the news every night, like look at everybody auditioning for the job I currently have. <laughs> Meanwhile, people who live in the country are like, ah, uh, prime minister, there's a lot of shit on fire right now. And he's like, yeah, somebody else's problem. Go fuck yourself. I've got some divorcees to impregnate. That's what I'm doing. Ah, uh, Jim Elliott, Jim brilliant Elliot. stuff. And next up, we got Saoirse Smith. Uh, is that her first yeah. time playing at the crack? Yeah, camp? first She's time. Brilliant. And uh, two things you should know for this bit is Saoirse is in a wheelchair and the gig is upstairs. So like I was with my stepdad and we're heading towards the escalator in Tesco's. And I says to him, will I do it? He says, do what? I start doing this in the, in the chair. And for the people who can't see me, I'm faking a spasm right now. <laughs> and he's all began parting like the Red Sea. I turned to him and I said, told you it'd work. <laughs> I have a three excuse me rule. Um, if people don't get out of my way after a third excuse me, I kick them in the shin. I'm like, oh, sorry, love spasm. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're all probably wondering, how the fuck did she get up the stairs? Yeah. They must kept me here for weeks. Save me. Great. Sisha Smith, brilliant. I've, I've, I've gigged with her loads. It's just the first time. Um, yeah, been in the crack then. Because of like, she was booked in before, but then COVID and all that. <laughs> so yeah, it was fine. It was great to get a final. It was class. And so uh, this these clips from last night, right? Last night. And uh, as I was mentioning to Eddie, there was, uh, there's always one in the crowd. There was a woman down the front and uh, she loved interrupting. And uh, here's just the first time you, you, you hear about her. We'll play a quick clip of me just meeting and finding where she's from. Where are you from? Belize. Belize? Oh, I thought you just went, please. Please. You know where I'm from. Please. You don't even have to Google it, startups. Don't even get Belize. Very nice. So, Belize, from, I guess that's Central America, would you say? So, um, she, <laughs> that was the first time we hear of it. And then I bring on, uh, Dave McSavage was next. And then Sharon Mannion, and then so she pipes up for all this. So this is the start of Dave's set, right? And you can hear I let, I let we'll play it from as I bring David on because you can hear like he doesn't even start talking, and she's she's just chat chatting away. I think just because she was like, I guess you know, just had a few too many fizzy drinks. But uh, here's me bringing on David McSavage in the first like minute or two of his set, and how he deals with uh, our friend from Belize. Thanks, Damo Clark, Damo Clark, Damo Clark. There he goes. Give him an old round of applause, you bastards. What a shithole this is. What a shithole. Sorry for interrupting you. Not you, I'm describing the location. Just like right at me when you said what a shithole. Your voice is very annoying though. But no, I'm saying. Well, actually, you are annoying, I should say. That's different, that's different. But you're also a very beautiful, thank you. Proud to be annoying. Yeah. Um, I was just saying, look at the guys, the guys are looking at me going. But the thing, I'm just saying that this place is a shithole. I was saying it in an, in an affectionate way. You know, that's how we express affection in this country. We feel comfortable enough. <laughs> Woo! Like you're gonna, you're gonna think back and you think, God, I, I should have enjoyed that way more than I did. Like this is it. This is it. This is your life. Like what the fuck? Like literally, what do you want? Because me, Saoirse, and uh, Jim, I mean, we're giving it, we're opening ourselves, we're being vulnerable. Do you know how it's not difficult being up here? We could die. 
<laughs> no, do you know how humiliating that feels? I was on that radio show. I'm trying to promote these gigs. I'm doing gigs, madame, big gigs in Limerick and Cork. Do you, do you know Limerick? Of course not. It, it's, <laughs> it, like, it makes Belize look like Dubai. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Limerick. Like Limerick, in the, you know, you look at, you, even, the, even the sheep in Limerick commit suicide. That's how depressing it is. Oh my God, I can't believe you made fun of suicide. Ah! Hey, that McSavage uh, there. He's always, the, king, the king of rinsing people. Yeah, I, um, like, I like it when, um, when things go asunder, when Dave's on, because he, like, yeah. <laughs> he just like watching what happens, watching it all unfold now. Yeah, nice. We haven't talked about pedophiles yet, have we? In the podcast no we no it's time do. i think it's time this is it we're yeah we're, we're near coming towards the end of the show um <laughs> well, yeah for a pedo count we need a <laughs> <laughs> if you if you're enjoying this podcast please support it by uh giving it a nice rating sharing it with your friends and uh just yeah spread the love spread the but, love uh, spread the laughs all right yeah next up we're gonna talk about pedos briefly uh i got a bit that we actually put into one of the, uh, not the same bit now, but in the very early podcast we did. It was in like uh, the first, second or third episode. It was early on. The yeah, first I just, time I, you ever did this bit, first time yeah, you I just, said it out loud. I just written it. Uh, it was the first time I ever did it. And it's completely changed now. And it's also like four times as long. It's now four minutes. Instead of pedophiles, uh, it's just people that love other adults. So it's actually quite fine. But uh, <laughs> It's very healthy, <laughs> inoffensive. I've watered it down. Um, it's about vaccines and pedophiles, uh, two of my favorite topics. So I thought I'd put them together and, uh, yeah. Love that bit. So here's the new, here's the newer version of that bit. It's actually just before I've changed it again since this recording. <laughs> it just doesn't stop changing the new lines, whatever, but, uh, here it is. So Ireland, uh, did you know that we've had the highest vaccine uptake in all of Europe? That's, that's nice, some vaccine enthusiasts are in. 95% uptake in this country. Uh, and uh, all around the world, people were struggling to get their countries to take the vaccine. America, they were paying people to take the vaccine. Germany had 70% vaccine uptake. And I remember a few months ago that the German government were asking the Irish government, how are you getting the whole country to take this? You're such a disorganized mess. It doesn't make sense. How have you done? And I'll tell you, Germany, how we did it. If you didn't take your vaccine in this country, you weren't allowed to go for a pint. <laughs> the whole country lined up. There was mile-long queues outside pubs. It didn't matter what conspiracy theory you believed in. There were flat earthers wearing tinfoil hats saying to the bouncer, yeah, shove that Bill Gates chip up my arse. I don't mind. I want a pint. The poor anti-vaxxers, they weren't allowed in. And I remember walking by an anti-vax rally outside the GPO and there was a lady holding a placard. And the placard read, convicted pedophiles are allowed into pubs in Ireland. <laughs> but the unvaccinated are not, question mark. <laughs> Convicted pedophiles are allowed into pubs in Ireland, but the unvaccinated pedophiles in a pub? That's not a problem. <laughs> not a problem, like, that's a good thing. They should be in the pubs. You know. More pubs, less playgrounds. That's... <laughs> I've been saying it for years, you know, statistically, there might be one in tonight. Get them a free round, fuck it. <laughs> or maybe what she means, she just wants more unvaccinated people in the pubs, which I think is a good idea, because she's right that the unvaccinated, they are the best pub banter. You talk to a vaccinated person at the pub, probably an accountant saying, oh, well, the vaccine antibodies are very, like, oh, shut up, will you, Jesus? You talk to an unvaccinated person at the pub, they're like, you know, Eddie, they faked the moon landing. <laughs> Did they? Get this mad bastard a point. Do one. Tell me more. Yeah, 9-11 was an inside job, Eddie. <laughs> was it? Yeah, and you're a pedophile. Get him two points. Get him. <laughs> Fall around. <laughs> Love that bit. It's one of my favorite of yours. That's mm. not a problem. 
<laughs> yeah, wicked. So uh, we've got yeah Sharon Mannion to play, who also uh, gives our mate from Belize a, a thing or two. And, um, but here, here's the, some different crowd work with me. And uh, do you know, yeah, here I, I I've learned a lot of occupations while being on stage. You know, when you ask people what they do, and they tell you, and teacher's assistant yeah. is one of those. I didn't know, like. Well, first, that teachers need an assistant. Sometimes I do. You know, that's an actual teacher's job. assistant. Yeah, you know of these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely heard of these because that's a pretty common. Teacher's assistant. Did well, you I never guess, have a teacher's assistant? Well, in I guess in Cardinia, where I grew up, the bloody teachers knew what they were doing and then didn't need any assistance. <laughs> we didn't even have teachers when I was growing up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just a field and sheep, <laughs> and a big book at the front. Yeah. Uh, but there was I, a- actually learned, <laughs> I learned about a mad uh, job the other day in the crowd I, here in Edinburgh. I asked someone what they do. Uh, it was a Chinese lady. She's uh, living here, uh, living in the UK, in Cambridge. Her job is she um, helps redesign, she helps manipulate the voice of Alexa, huh? the Amazon machine that you speak to in your home. And uh, I was like, oh, how do you mean exactly manipulate the voice of Alexa? And she said, well, specifically, I make the voice of Alexa excited. She's a what? computer programmer who makes the voice of Alexa excited. I said to her, well, how do you make Alexa? You make Alexa excited. That's a nice job. And then I was like, oh, hey, Alexa, today we're doing it doggy style. I'm like, Oh, I love doggy style. Like, no, Alexa, <laughs> more excited. Come on. That's Hooray. not excited enough. Hooray for me. My lucky day. Now, that sounds very yeah. <laughs> sarcastic, Alexa. This is not good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, wow. I don't even, and then she, how do you do it? She just like ups the tone. or You'd think they just that, re-record it, but I guess you do, you do it. They use it. a thing called neural networks. She told me all this. So I didn't understand what most of it meant. Neural networks, which is like AI they used basically artificial intelligence to um, help create a more human sounding voice. Then I heard, so then it was kind of on my mind. It was such a bizarre job and you start chatting to people about things and then you start learning more about the thing itself that there's programs now, there's companies that in order to bypass using voiceover actors, you can get like digital you know, like back in the day, I, I remember growing up, you could like write things on Microsoft Word and then you could get like a, a crappy application to read a really like, hello, my name is Eddie. Yeah. How are you today? Whereas now, like obviously 20 years have passed since that shit. Now they've got like voiceovers that just sound really human and smooth. Mm. And so there's companies that this, like the product they offer is just this. They'll offer you they design you a specific voice for your business and brand. So and it's a digital voice. So they'll like, oh, it's a 21-year-old from Scotland who's got a deep voice. They will design you that voice digitally so that whenever you, whatever you want to do a voiceover, you just type it in and then it'll just do the voiceover for you through this computer program. You don't need any human to do your voiceover. They just design it for you. So they've already got um, all the different accents in the world and different uh, algorithms or ones and zeros yeah. or whatever. And they were like, add that. And they go, oh, They're, tweak a bit more working class. Uh, yeah. A bit more posh. Yeah, they're getting, that's that's where they're pretty much at. And uh, I was thinking it's very funny, a very funny uh, a product to offer. Because like, depending on what the business sells, you would design a very specific voice. Like if you're selling dildos to single women in their 50s let's say that's your your this one's this this product is for that particular market you're going to get like a nice wee scottish man or something <laughs> like with a more breathy you know what i mean but like breathe like all breath <sighs> hey there how you doing today Maybe you'd like a wee dildo. Um, <laughs> yeah, whispering. Well, it can't be like, hey, it's dildo time. Let's come on down to Billy's Dildo Shack. Yeah, yeah. But Or if they're selling... It's like, shh, quiet. If, if they're selling milk to men in their 20s, they'll probably get like a, a mother tone to, you know, 
It's just a funny fucking thing that they're designing voices digitally. A mother from Switzerland just milking the cat. You can hear her milking the cat in the background. Oh. Hey, you want some of this tasty milk? Yeah. Hey, anyway, there beep? you go. What's that beep? I heard beep. Is that your dude? Oh, it's what gone is? now. Sorry. That's the washing machine. Uh, oh, man. I hate that stuff. Like yeah. beep once. Okay, you're finished. I get it. Or just don't be on. Like, you know, we know you're finished. You don't need to beep. I'm going to check you. Yeah. I'll hear, I'll know when you're done. My dishwasher does my head noise. in. I say my dishwasher. It's in the rented flat that we're in. Beep. And like, oh, okay, it's finished. Beep. Oh, the, the dishes are clean. Beep. Like, there's no urgency. There is no urgency to get clean dishes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of all Beep. the things. It's just, it doesn't stop unless you open up the dishwasher door. Yeah. It does my head. I'm like, what? Why? I'll empty, you, that? I'll empty you when I'm ready. It's, it's not going to make any difference that I need to know now. If that happens in the, the place I'm doing the gig in. It's a lovely venue, but the dishwashers make that noise as well. But they go on for like 30 seconds. And every time I'm like, fucking dishwasher again, right in the middle of my show. Beep. Um, do you know what they should do? Get that lady that does the Alexa algorithms. And instead of beep, just like real soft, I would say, real soft yeah. Irish accent. Uh, a motherly voice, maybe. Dishes are done. That's it. Real Ajay. quiet. Once. That's it. Dishes. Ah, Jesus, how are you doing? I did the dishes for you there. <laughs> don't worry. Just once. You don't need to be. I'd be like, and then you'd even call it, uh, thanks, Disho or Dishy. Dishy. Yeah, but Damo, like, an Irish mother is even worse than a beef because she wouldn't shut up. She'd go on for longer. Oh, that's She'd true. Be like, I did the dishes there. I suppose you think I should be doing the dishes all the time, do you? Oh, I suppose you think oh, that's all <laughs> I am to you. Just do the dishes. So I'm just a dishwasher, am I? I stacked them. I cleaned them. I've dried them. And you're like, all right, mom. Your the dishes are done. I fucking get it. <laughs> Just go back to beeping. Fuck. I'm, I'm going to reprogram a, t uh, a yeah, you program uh, oh, a male teenager. Those dishes just, you open the door days later, they're still filthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, dishwasher, clean them for heaven's sakes. You, you open the door and just goes, oh, I fucking hate washing the dishes. I told you I'm busy, mom. Yeah, you open and the then door. Just... Would you knock first, please? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you know what I'm doing? They're covered in semen. <laughs> Than when you, put them in there. you open the you open the dishwasher it's just sound of pornography yeah. <laughs> oh, heavens like this dishwasher is ridiculous we're gonna try <laughs> pro I'm gonna program they're too elaborate I'm gonna change it to a, a Russian uh, playwright or something you open yeah, it yeah. there's no dishes left where are the okay, dishes okay. there is no di what dishes you talk about there's never been any dishes oh for heaven's <laughs> sakes man oh, I'm really gonna get this algorithm correct yeah, um, anyway, that's what, okay. That's who's what up? Who's up next? Oh, to finish the show. Oh, to finish the show. Me. No, no, no. Before we, we'll do <laughs> before we do Sharon. Uh, me. The this, that's where we were at. The, the teacher's assistant. The assistant teacher. The teacher's assistant. Me meeting a teacher's assistant, being flummoxed, and then just rinsing her for a stupid job. <laughs> Are you working on that? I work in a school. School. Yeah. This is great. A teacher's assistant? Ah, oh, whatever. We were all excited for a well, teacher? Yeah, assistant. Ah, oh, what? Are you serious, Jenna? What do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be a teacher, but not really. Anyone can chaperone a fucking teacher. <laughs> yeah, two plus two is four, Jimmy. Fuck. Stop chewing back there. Sorry, after you. I'd love that job. Just heckling nonstop, just assisting, but when it's not required whatsoever. Okay, everyone now get out your pencils. Yeah, pencils, bitch. I'll just sit back down for another 30 minutes, scrolling. Yeah, recess is in five minutes. You better finish that project. And then that's it. Uh, that's cool. You'll get a kick out of this as an assistant, but um, I, could, I always mixed up my verbs from my nouns. So recently when people are actually asking up front, they go, what are your pronouns? I was like, oh, like running, skipping, jumping. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, me, there's me there with my pronouns and my adjectives. Great stuff. Nice, nice. <laughs> Great uh, stuff by an assistant teacher there. Um, uh, next up, we've got Sharon Mannion, a brilliant comedian. She's from Roscommon. And our heckler from Belize pipes up again, but not for long. Who are these people who better themselves? Like people are like, oh, ooh, 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 me and my partner got so close in lockdown. Yeah, same here. 
the way cellmates get close before one of them stabs the other in the ear with a pencil. <laughs> ew, ew, I really enjoyed getting to know my children. Now, I already know my children. They're fucking arseholes. Look at one of them there. God, look at him. That's one of my children. Yeah, off you go. Go home. Go and put money in the car. Yeah, fuck it, Aegis. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> Please, Mammy loves you. Uh, another friend of mine was like, Sharon, I took the time to take a look at my drinking. Now, unless you're talking about staring at yourself in the mirror while you're doing shots of gin, I can't relate. For fuck's sake, origami that appeared as well. If you haven't discovered origami by the time you're 40, would you fucking forget about it? Seriously. Look at this. This is really the vote of confidence I need, isn't it? Front row just on her phone. Just like <laughs> <laughs> What time does the gig finish at? <laughs> no, it's okay. No, stay, stay on the phone, I'll say it's a comfort thing. Yeah, well you, yeah. She's like, me? What? Yeah, no you. Uh, what's your name? Looking around then like the innocence. What? What? What's your name? I know you're, are you the lady from Belize? <laughs> yeah. No, news travels fast around here. It's me. It's me. No, we all know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all know. Uh, word has traveled. I'm that girl. You, yes, that was the question, yeah. And uh, are you, um, are these your friends or are you guys together? No. Oh, okay, very definitive about that as well. No, no, no. Is this? I, I met them last night. You met them last night. That Listen, it's not, it's not what you oh god, think. I shouldn't have spoke to her. Ah, fucking hell. Is that what you think? It's, I wasn't thinking. You haven't given me time to fucking think. I can't hear myself think. Jesus Christ, I'm not. I'm literally thinking nothing. Uh, what's your name? Don't pretend you don't love the attention. You've been waiting for it. What's your name? Leah. Leah. Lovely to meet you, Leah. And is this? Are you? Do you live in Ireland now, or are you on holidays here? And I want to sit up, so that's why I'm on the phone. You got stood up. Oh, okay. Okay. Who the fuck is this guy? What the fuck? I don't need this. I've just, I've just quenched one fire here, and now the the phoenix rises from the fucking ashes over here. Are you? You're, you're. This is the American corner, is it? There's two of us. That's enough, Americans. That is enough. Hey. Sharon Mannion. Sharon Mannion. Brilliant. Um, so I'm thinking we should design, we should get onto one of these companies and get like a voice for the crack den. Oh, that's a good idea. I mean, I what don't know why we can't just do the voice ourselves, but. Well, you're we the voice get, of like, the crack den, aren't you? You know what would be mad is, because you know the way it's kind of racist to do impressions of certain nationalities? Yeah, do you know, you know what like, I found? Out? It's, it's, it's only racist if they're a different skin color to the person who's doing it. Or or if that that race has had hatred at them before from other people, so then you can't do it because yeah. then you'll be copying what they have done. Yeah, it's oftentimes it's 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 a fair enough rule. Yeah, you know if you're doing like an impression of an African person as a white person, it's a bit tasteless. Unless, you know what I mean? Unless. You live there. If it comes from knowledge, if there's knowledge, if it just comes from ignorance. Yeah, that's true. If it comes from a place of like of, of you know kindness, you, and you and, and you, you know live what you're talking there, about. the two things. And it's from some. If it's from something really personal, and you know, you know, it can be okay. But if in general, if you just kind of randomly go into impressions of African people, it's like, yeah, uh, tone it down, tone it down. <laughs> Except though, or, or or if you're doing impressions of Chinese people for a cheap gag. That's a bit tasteless, right? Mm. But what if it's a computer program? Oh my goodness. What if right. what if we get a computer program that is the voice of a Chinese person? Is that racist? Well, if you're, it's just if a, you're if you are programming it then yeah, that's then you're the wrong one. You can Okay. Go, you can okay, say, I'm glad we clarified. <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> if you go, "Hey, let's uh get them to be Chinese and an old lady." <laughs> And, sell and the... very over the top. I'm talking 80s movie Chinese. 80s, all right? movie, 80s movie Chinese, <laughs> and she's trying to sell this dildo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 hey, it's, yeah. it's not me doing the impression. It's not me. Imagine, it's some, imagine someone being over for dinner and they're like, uh, why is your dishwasher like yelling at you in a Chinese accent? <laughs> 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 I programmed it. I'm trying out different voices. I didn't like the beats. 
<laughs> um, I thought this was less offensive to my ears than beeping. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to the show. Uh, find out next week what happens with the potential joke thief or lover. Yeah, I don't even know which she is, but we'll yep. find out. Eddie's phantom reviewer, uh, stalker guy. Uh, I'm yeah. very interested to find out about that. And then we've got yeah. uh, we played because we played McSavage this weekend last week because he's doing the Olympia soon. So I don't know when you're listening to this, but um, he, but definitely check out Dave McSavage live because he, he's playing the Olympia and he's trying out stuff. And him and Sharon are also on this this weekend in uh, the com the Crackton Comedy Club in Dublin. So if you want to see them, jump on down. There might even be clips from them from next week. Who knows? Who knows if our friend from Belize, um, Leah, comes back. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, please, uh, thanks. The the listenership is growing. Thanks so much. Uh, keep sharing around. Keep telling your friends. Uh, and thanks to our sponsor this week, AI Voices. Who, uh, <laughs> create the most beautiful technology voices We're for whatever here. racist purpose you have. We're here for you. Um, yeah, nice. Thanks. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a good week in Edinburgh, Eddie. And uh, talk to you then. Okay. Bye. Oh, my God. It's beeping again. That motherfucking oh, man. Pen. We get it. It's re- the, the clothes are ready or whatever. Oh, okay. One second. I'm going to fucking smash this thing into two. Yeah. Yeah. Show us. Oh, my God. We obviously fucking get that it's done. Oh, it's a different beep. It's not the... Oh, what is it? What's it doing? Carbon monoxide poison. <laughs> <laughs>